We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nobody better to talk to than our buddy Felipe Cardenas, who is a soccer writer for The Athletic. Of course, covers Atlanta United for them as well. You can follow Felipe on Twitter at Felipe Carr. Felipe, as always, man, it's uh, it's been a crazy year for Atlanta United that looks like it's probably even going to get crazier here in a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, John, I guess it depends on how you define crazy. I, I'm sure that there are fans that are looking forward to change, uh, perhaps not the way that they wanted it to go. But to your point, it's it's probably the most significant and impactful offseason in the short history of the club. As, as I'm sure you're going to ask me, you know, I reported – uh, on Monday, uh, well, last week, I'm sorry, Thursday, that Jose Martinez will, will not be returning. He was told by uh, technical director Carlos Bocanegra that the club is essentially moving on from him with one year left on his contract. So I think the way that that played out perhaps uh, didn't surprise everyone when the news came out. But I think the fact that this is a an icon of the club, a, an influential athlete in the city, you know, somebody that has been part of now the fabric of Atlanta sports for the last six years to to just sort of go out the back door uh, has really upset fans. And, and, and you talk about change and, and, and what's going to be coming in just a few weeks, I'm sure, before certainly before Christmas and hopefully even before Thanksgiving is is the hiring of a new president to replace Darren Neal's. And so those are two um, momentous and big shifts in the way, in the direction of the club. Not knowing you're not going to have Joseph Martinez, one of the best players that the league has ever seen, uh, and knowing that there's somebody coming in that's going to lead the club into the future without that star player. And so just really interesting times for the club right now. So before we get into Joseph Martinez, let's talk about the president position for just a second here. Do you know if this is a, for lack of a better term, a package deal where if Carlos Bocanegra doesn't get this position, does he stay technical director? Is that going to be part of the deal that when they hire a president, it's, hey, you've got to take Carlos with you? Or do you think that a new president will have some autonomy as to whether or not he wants to keep Carlos in place? Yeah, I mean, from from what I know and what I've been told, and uh, you know, I don't know if Carlos Bocanegra has even interviewed for that job. You know, I, I would be surprised if if that was the case. I think this is a position that uh, the, the level of, of experience that is required, uh, he he simply doesn't have it. Like he is very focused on 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 what his job is as a sporting director, as a as a, as a roster builder, if you will. Uh, and and I think this is a this is a, a much higher profile job. I think that the, the profile of the president job is someone that has been uh, at the at the head of a club for many many years, at least in, in whether it's MLS or internationally. And, and and so I think that already eliminates Carlos from from the equation there. But certainly the person that is hired would have to make a decision on on Carlos Bogdanger and and the team, the scouting team, the technical staff. You know, is this, are these the people that this person is going to want to lean on in the short term and the long term? You know, my guess is that 
know, first of all, contractually, from what I understand, Carlos Bocanegra has a contract with that line United through 2024, I believe. He did receive an extension. Uh, you know, we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Short time ago. And so, you know, that, that at least somewhat guarantees that he'll be in the job. But the, the decision maker here, if I'm, if I'm guessing, is going to be somebody that has had success uh, in, in a similar position running a club and has probably a team of people that he trusts, he or she trusts, uh, that, that they're going to want to count on and rely on here in Atlanta. And I think, you know, what I mentioned about Joseph Martinez being you know, shown the door the way that it has happened, in my opinion, I think it is a public relations you know, crisis, one that the club has to manage now. The fans are not happy about it. They're not happy with the decision makers that, 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 that made this decision at this part at, the, at this time without having a president in place. And so this person is going to have to weigh all that and, and, and determine, you know, do I want to give everyone right now at the club, the coach, Gonzalo Pineda, the technical director, the scouting team, do I want to give them a chance heading into 2023 or am I prepared to come in uh, when I'm hired and and really just like install my people. I think it's going to be a combination of the two. So Felipe, let's get into Joseph. I know you and I specifically talked about this multiple times, even over the course of the season that I had asked you about whether or not maybe it was time to think about maybe you're not building around Joseph anymore. Let's start with what do you think kind of is the final straw that Atlanta United said, okay, we need to move on. We need a fresh start. We're going to need to find a way to, to part company with one another. Yeah, it's a really good question because you know, I think they, it's a, there's a lot of speculation, right? And I, I don't want to speculate. But what I, what I know is that the relationship between Joseph Martinez, Gonzalo Pineda, the head coach, and, and, and Carlos Bocanegra isn't great. You know, it, it didn't end well. And I don't know for a fact that that was a factor. You know, it, perhaps it was – uh, not the determining factor, but it, I, I think it's part of the, the decision here. Um, now there's a sporting side, and and I give you know Carlos Bocanegra credit in that you know he has to do his job too. He can't sit in sit on his hands and say, well, there's no president in place, so I'm not going to do anything until this person arrives. He has to make calls on the roster. He has to uh, evaluate players that are going to stay and go. And in the case of Joseph Martinez, you know, this has been a problem since they signed the guy. Like, who is the, who is the, what is the type of striker that can back up Joseph Martinez, that can compete with Joseph Martinez for the number nine spot? And they haven't had that in, in six years. They've had flashes here and there from certain players, but no one that has looked like a successor to Joseph. And so at the same time, Joseph is and was the leading scorer for this team the last two seasons, even though he wasn't playing well, the team wasn't playing well, he was still that sort of player. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a sad ending, if you will, but I think from just a, on a, from a product on the field perspective, you know, I believe honestly that Joseph Martinez, uh, perhaps he even needed uh, a new start. But I think on a good team or even just a team that is trending up, 
he's a guy that's still going to score goals for you. The, the problem here in Atlanta, there's, I don't think the team was built well around him, like to your point. They, they, they tried to build around him, but it wasn't really constructed the right way. Too many coaches changing. They don't always see the same, see the striker position the same way. The players, I think, struggle to understand how to play with Joseph Martinez or any number nine at the center forward position under Gonzalo Pineda. And so it's a lot of work in progress that, you know, in the end, even a guy like Joseph was, was trying to find his feet during this transition. Felipe Cardenas joins us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Course covers Atlanta United for The Athletic. By the way, check out all of his work at TheAthletic.com. So I know injuries, obviously, that was a huge factor in in what helped put this team sideways. But take that out of the equation for a minute. What was the next biggest problem for Atlanta United this year? I think there are a lot of intangibles John, that, you know, you can talk about tactics and perhaps the team was inconsistent in the way that they played, but there were intangibles that one could just start to notice. There was a very obvious lack of leadership on the team. And that had to do with the injuries. You lose, you lose Brad Guzan, you lose uh, Osvaldo Alonso, who came in to be that one of the locker room guy. You know, Miles Robinson wasn't the vocal leader, but he was becoming uh, a leader based on his performances on the team. He was obviously uh, a national team player. Like all those things matter. And so, you know, that hurt them. But other than that, there wasn't anyone else that really truly stepped up and took the team, you know, on, on his shoulder. You know, there were you know, good performances from Andrew Gutman, and he came out and talked to the media, talked to the reporters when they would lose games. Like that's not easy to do. But Really, that's me being close to the team, and I felt like that was a big one, a lack of leadership. There wasn't a cohesive sense of an identity yet, and I think that's a product of having too much turnover, both from the players and the coaches, and that's something that Carlos Bocanegra agreed with when I asked him uh, a few weeks ago. You know, He said that it was difficult to really evaluate the players and identify how this team is going to play moving forward. Now, he mentioned that they want to be on the front foot and they want to be an attacking team, but there are different ways to do that. I think they have data that tells them that they're on the right track. And you saw some of the play improving throughout the year. Uh, but truly, you know, I think one of the issues that they have, aside from the injuries, is just figuring out how they want to play. And, and, and being more of a collective rather than a team of good individual players. Because you ask anyone around the league and they're like, well, that's a talented team. But collect, but collectively, they don't look like that, and that's what's that's what, those are the teams that are progressing in the MLS playoffs. The teams that look like a cohesive unit. So, if Felipe, they feel like they have their core. You know, Brad will be back. They'll get Miles Robinson back. Almada's here. You know, Gutman that you mentioned. You know, they feel like they have their core. How much do they move around? Some, and I know it's salary cap league and all that. So that's why I'm asking. Just. How much movement do we expect from other spots on the roster, or do they feel like that some of this roster will be, you know, addition by subtraction or just getting their guys back healthy? I mean, do you feel like that they have spots on this roster that they're really looking to to change or upgrade? Yes, you know, I think the what they call the number eight position, which is basically like a two way midfielder, you know, player that can play box to box and is athletic and, and good on the ball, very technical, can distribute, can tackle, and can really push the, the team forward and give them a bit more bite in midfield. That's a position that they need. You know, Santiago Sosa is a good player. He's a good distributor of the ball. He's very clean, 
but he's not a guy that covers ground. I think he needs help and someone next to him that can do a little bit more of the running. So that's a key, uh, a key need. The midfield, just strengthening them in the midfield and making that part of this core that you mentioned. Like, who are the guys that they can rely on every single week? You know, Tiago Mata, obviously a very good player. Uh, his future is uncertain, you know. Like, the, he, he could be gone, you know, this winter if something comes up that the club can't, can't turn down. But certainly by summer, you know, I expect Tiago Mata to be on his way out of MLS. So that's a player that you're going to have to replace. But in the short term, you know, I think the team in, in the front office is confident that they have some salary cap space and some leeway to do some moves. I think they're going to have to make some trades and, and earn some, some you know, allocation money to sign some players within the league, some veteran players, some MLS uh, experienced players to, to really shore up some of the positions on the field. The back line, I think, is one that not really sure how that's going to look with Miles Robinson back. How, how quickly does he come in? And who is his ideal center back partner? That has been a revolving door uh, over the last season. So that's a big one as well. And, you know, obviously the, the, the number nine, you know, who replaces Joseph Martinez? I wrote, you know, in, when I, when I uh, broke that news that, you know, they're, they're needing to replace not just the, the, the legend status of the player, Joseph Martinez, but over 100 goals, you know, the impact, the brand, the personality, and whoever that is really has to be somebody that is impactful right away. There's, got, there's not going to be margin for error for, for, for the front office when they retool the, the roster. Next season, the team has to be good right away where I think the pressure really will truly be on Gonzalo Pineda, the head coach. And if Carlos Bocanegra is still in this position, like it's going to come on him as well. Well, and, and that last question for it, Felipe. So uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I want to tie all this together. How much does next year become no excuses? I mean, they're, they're the organization that sold us on. They want to be a world brand and all that, not just MLS, but we want to be across the world. And you're moving on from the best player that you'll ever have. I mean, if we can use a Bret Hartism, the best there is, the best there was, the best there were, that wherever will be. Um, you know, they got to get back to winning and, and winning in their league. So how much – because there is a definite, I don't know, a little bit of apathy right now in the fan base. It's it's a situation where it feels like they need to get this thing on track next year. They can't sell people on the idea of, hey, give us a few years and we'll be good again it does feel like next year has some sort of make or break to it. No, absolutely. I, I totally agree. There are no more excuses. They, you know, the, the, the injuries became an excuse. Now it was devastating and it, and there's no, no, no coach should have to deal with that. No, no locker room should, should be expected to just come out of that unscathed, like mentally and emotionally and even just uh, tactically. But in the end, you know, you've got to get better. And Alliance United is, a, is, is, is an organization that is expected to be a lot better than they are right now. Like, there are literally no more excuses. This team finished 11th in the Eastern Conference. And that, that simply, you know, not only is it not good enough, but you can see in the fans on social media, they are finally really tired of the lack of winning and, and the inconsistency from the brand and from the front office and even the players, you know, they want better players. They want better effort. They want to go to the stadium and watch the team win. And I think watching the playoffs is only making this fan base angrier, seeing that there are teams celebrating at the highest levels of this league. They're on TV. They're being talked about. And these are clubs that have passed Atlanta United by in different ways. LASC 
being very much the glamour club of MLS and spending money. And then you've got the Philadelphia Union, who has has spent in their history just under $11 million. And they're one of the best clubs in the league. $11 million is, is, is an amount that Atlanta has paid several times in one year for, for players. And so, you know, it's you can't outspend teams and just spend your way to success. I think that's something that Atlanta United is realizing. And now it's up to them, to the front office, the new president, the coaching staff, to figure out new ways to win. And, and you're right, it has to be right away in 2023. TheAthletic.com is where you can check out all of his great work. He, of course, covers all things soccer in Atlanta United for The Athletic. And Felipe Cardenas joined us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Check him out on Twitter as well, at Felipe Car. Felipe, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes here this evening. We will chat as we get some of these decisions knocked out. Anytime, John. Always love coming on. And, yeah, I mean, I think the next few weeks will be big for the club. You know, I expect a decision soon on, on that president position. And it'll be interesting which way and which direction they go, but – I think they've 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 taken their time, and it's it's. I'm sure they're nearing a decision. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.